Okay, we're starting a review of Daf Chav Ches, number 28. And we fell behind a little bit yesterday, so we'll quickly, as possible, get through the review and then get to today's Daf. So um, the question is, is that uh, we came out with the conclusion that there's a difference of opinion as to what is it that you're allowed to buy with your Meister Shani money. What, is the requ- what are the things that you're allowed to buy with your Meister Shani money? And we said in the end that um, you're allowed to buy um, uh, fish uh, um, uh, is, is the question, whether you can, u- you can use your money for fish. That's the discussion. And the Gemara says that uh, um, depending on whether the drasha is primi pri in Gedule Karka or is it vlad vlados haaretz. Anyway, the problem is, is that the opinion that said fish is because we consider fish gidule karka. The problem with that is, is that if that was true, so then why does the same, and that's Abaye talking, why does Abaye say that if somebody eats putisa, which is a swimming bug, so he only gets four sets of lashes, a namala, which is an ant, gets five sets of lashes, and a tsira, which is a flying bug, you get six. And uh, if putisa is in fact also gidule karka, so then it should be also a sheretz or sheretz al So that should bring that up also, and it should be one more. So, therefore, we say you're right. Fish must not be gidule karka. So, what is the nafkamina between the two drashas? We said it's um, ofos, it's birds. That's the difference. If you say primi pri and gidule karka, then it would include birds because. Birds are for sure gedule karka. And if you say it's vlad vladas aretz, ofos are not coming from the ground. They weren't created from the ground. Man was created from the ground. It says in the Pasuk, min ha'afar, um, then, uh, and, and, and animals as well. But birds were created from rakak, which is not quite afar. A rakak is sort of like water mixed with, mixed with earth. Okay. Anyway, if you include alphos, so uh, the, the reason is, and what's the reason for including or excluding? It's a question of how you darshan klalopradaklal. What's the primary part of klalopradaklal? Is klalopradaklal... That's what we do. We're learning now. I know. Okay. That was the whole point. I said a feeling. <laughs> Whatever. You said it was a seven o'clock minion. I didn't think so. There is, there is. There is? I thought you said there is no minion. No, there is minion. That's why. Oh, they don't have enough people for a minion. That's what you're saying. They're supposed to be, but there isn't. Oh, okay. You want to dive in early? Why? Because I belong to a minion. Oh, I don't know if that's how it works. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. On, on holidays, we always learn. There'll be a minion. Don't worry about them. You can come join us. You can go there. Whatever you, prove, whatever you prefer. No problem. Feel free. I'm truly. No problem. Do what you wish. I'm sorry. No problem. Okay. So, what's the reason because, that we include birds? Is because if the real question is in Klalu Pradoklal, is how do we look at the primary drasha? Remember, 
Klal Klal, I didn't really explain this so well yesterday. Klal Klal is two drushas. Klal and a Prat Klal. And the, it's basically a combination of the two. Klal the rule is Ein Beklal Alamasha Beprat, which basically means just the examples, nothing else. Prat Klal means that it's everything. It's a, be a, a Prat Klal is, a, is a, it's including even everything. When you mix the two together, only the Prat. Everything, how do you mix that together? It's everything that is like the Prat. That's what Klalu Prat Klal is. Now, what we're saying here is, is that there's a machlokas in Klalu Prat Klal, which is the primary drasha and which is just the modifier of it to make it a little adjusted. According to the opinion that's Marbe Ophos as well, is the primary drasha is the second one, is the Prat Klal, which includes everything. It's modified. It can't include everything because there's a klal in the beginning. So therefore, it modifies it that it has to be similar at least in two ways to the prat. And then we have the other opinion, which excludes birds, is that the real drasha is a klal of prat, which would mean just these examples, nothing else. The klal at the end modifies that. says, no, but if it's very, very similar, that would also work. So very, very similar means... Uh, means that it needs even more similarities to the examples given. And therefore, it has to be similar not only in two ways, but even in three ways, which puts birds out. And that's basically the machlokas, and that's the difference between the two opinions. And this is, again, a very good example of seeing the drush at work inside, what, what, you know, how, the drushes, you know, how the drushes work. Anyway, that is the end of that section. Next thing we saw is Rabbi Yudh, in the name of Rav Shmuel Bashilas, in the name of Rav Arav, that you, for your Erev, you can use all these different foodstuffs. Papuin, chalaglugos, good gidanios, all of these are okay. Even though they're not really eaten so much, they're a little bit eaten. It's types of vegetables, various types of vegetables, but then again, it's included. Chaziz, however, which is the, the grain before it's fully ripened, before it's fully grown, you cut it early, um, that not, and also kafnios not. Kafnios is unripe dates. So the Gemara is going through this list and saying, is it really true? Good gedonios can you can use for the eruv. The halacha is is that you're not if you have children, many children, you can eat the good gedonios. If you don't have children, then you're not allowed to eat it. And if it's if it's hardened for for which is like you know when it's fully when it's uh, as it grows it gets you know, inedible basically, then even, then nobody should be able to eat it. If it's hukshu lezera, which is a later stage of its development, then nobody should eat it, even if you have children. So the Gemara says, that's not a question. You could say we're talking about where it's not fully ripened, and it's for people, or merubi bonim, that's one way. Or you could say that it doesn't have to be edible to this particular person, even if this person has no children. But it has to be edible. Didn't we say already that it's good for a Nazir to have an ear of wine? You don't have to actually eat it. It just has to be available uh, for someone to eat. As long as it's defined as a food, it doesn't matter. That's another answer. Because um, yeah, you could use truma for Yisrael. Same, it's not any worse than that. Um, and the next answer is, is that it could be that Rav was talking about the median, the one, the stuff that comes from Madai, which those indeed are actually edible by everybody, and that could be a different answer, third answer. 
Next thing he went into is the Chaziz. Why is Chaziz not acceptable? I reviewed this in the name of Rav that both Kashos and Chaziz, hops and this fodder, you can use for your Erev. And you make a bracha bar Priyadama on it. So what's the difference? I mean, why over here is he saying it doesn't count at all, and there he's saying it, it's good. So first we said, no, this is maybe before Rav came to Bavel, he saw that the people actually eat it. And this is after Rav came to Bavel. Oh, so the Gemara says, what does coming to Bavel have to do with it? Even though you see the people in Bavel eat it, that doesn't make it that that's all of a sudden a food for the rest of the world. But, uh, yeah, unless it's a majority of the world, it's considered a food that people eat it. If you have one strange country that people eat things that nobody else eats, that's really not a, uh, not a proof. And there shouldn't, the halacha shouldn't be dictated by that. Um, similar, like, like we find by the price, it talks about beans, beans, ora, tilson, all those foods. If you plant it for the vegetable part of it, not for the seed, you, we say, and, um, and only the zero is chayv in, in tithing and not the yerek. Cress and other foods that are actually both parts eating the seed as well as the vegetable vegetation part. So then you would have to take the tithe for both. But the bottom line is we see the concept of batla daitel kolatam that we basically just because you're different doesn't mean that you get to dictate what's considered food and what's not. Um, and therefore, the people above El, unless they're majority of the world, it's not going to change anything. So the Gemara answers that the answer really is is that what Rav was talking about when he said that the chaziz is a barber dama and it is good for your erev is the garden variety, the genunisa. And that's a different story. Okay. Next thing we talked about is the gargir, which was one of the seeds that we talked about. And the question is, what is that useful for? You're saying that it counts as a food. Um... Of, and and who's, who, what do you eat that? So the answer is actually it is a food. Um, if, there, if you live in a place where people, where there isn't pepper, black pepper available, it also adds, a, it's like a, you know, you crush it and you put and you dip your, your steak into it and it tastes very good But you roasted food. And um, so it, again, it's like a spice. I think it's like, it's, I'm not sure what Gargi refers to. It's some like one of these seeds, like coriander seed, whatever, but the bottom line is it's, it is a spice that's edible and useful, especially when you're, you don't have pepper, you need something else. Next we saw is Rav Zera. He was sick, he wasn't feeling well, and uh, he, he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit outside the yeshiva of Rav Yudh Barami, and when they go out and come in, I'll be able to stand up and show respect to the Taman Chachamim, because I don't have the kayak to learn right now. So, sure enough, a young child comes out and he said, What did your Rebbe teach you? So he said, He taught me that for kashos, for haps, you say bar piyadama. But for chaziz, which is the father, you say shakoniyabitvaro. So he said, That makes no sense to me. Um, so he says, Adarab, well, shouldn't it be the opposite? That it should be, uh, in fact, completely the opposite. Why? It, uh, the, the chaziz grows from the ground, that's bari priyadama. The, uh, the hops, that grows from the air. It's a parasitic plant. It, it doesn't really grow from the ground. It adheses onto a, a tree. So the Gemara says, even though that's Rabbi Zeris Farah, but the, what the young child learned from his Rebbe was correct. And the reason why is because 
Chaziz doesn't get the bracha because it's not ripened yet. You cut it before it fully grows. Any time the growth is not really matured yet, then the bracha is not Priyadama. Now, what are you going to say about the hops? The reason why the hops is it really does grow from the ground. And the, and the proof is, if you kill the tree that it, that, it, that, it, that became a parasite on top of, then it will die. So it's obviously drawing the sustenance via the tree to the ground. So it is, it's not going from the air space. It, it catches its, source, its sustenance, it, it hijacks the sustenance that the tree gets from the ground for itself, but uh, killing the tree. But the bottom line is it's still a, uh, it's still a baruperatama because it draws it from the ground. Anyway, that's the story. Next thing we talked about is the kafnios, which is the dates. So the question is, kafnios we don't use for the Erev? I doesn't the Bryce say that uh, that that the um, that, that uh, the talks about hearts of palm and it says you could buy your use your Meister Shani money to buy hearts of palm and it's not metamitum zochlin and kafnios can be bought with Meister Shani money and it is tamitum zochlin so kafnios is a full fledged food and yet we're not you're saying that we're not able to do that. Uh, we did see Rabbi Yudha says that kor is really just wood, and therefore it, the only exception is that you can use your maizer shani money. And kafnios is a pre for everything, it's a fruit for everything, it's just butter for maizer. But the bottom line is, if kafnios is like you say, that, uh, that, it, that, that it's not, not acceptable for the Arab, why would that be? It's we're considered a fruit for everything. Um, and uh, it's, it's the only thing is you don't, pay, you don't have to bring maizer on the kafnios. So my answer is maybe that's talking about the kafnios that are nishani. As we mentioned yesterday, there's two types of trees in the palm, palm tree family. The trees are need, in order to produce fruit, you need a male tree and a female tree, and the birds or whatever it is, the, the bees, I don't know what, spreads the, from one to the other. And that's how they able to produce fruit. That's the way it works. So the, 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 the male trees produce dates that will never get past that stage of kafnios. And the female, female trees, they will produce um, enough to, uh, for, uh, to, to be, and they will mature to proper dates. So since the nishani, this is as good as it's going to get, that's why it, it is considered a fruit. But by the male, by the male species, but by the female, it's like before it fully ripens. So the Gemara says, if that's true, so then why does Rebuda say it's potter for meiser? I the Brisa says Rebuda says that uh, that the, the figs from this certain place, uh, which are also not fully ripened, um, it says it's only mentioned as far as meiser alone. But um, that it's chayv and meiser. So if that's chayv and meiser, it would follow that kafnios are also chayv and meiser. So, and why are we saying here that it's not chayv and meiser? Um, so it must be that we're not talking about the special ones from, um, from, from the, just the male species of date, of the date palm. But rather, we're talking about Thomas Ochlin. And if, as far as Thomas Ochlin, it's different because Rabbi Yochanan says that anything that you can, it can still become Tamei Tomas because it's still food, even though it's not edible in this state, 
but you can sweeten it up, and if you can sweeten it up, that makes it all of a sudden edible. So even even the female one, that if it will mature, it'll be already sweet. But if you pick it early before it matures, there's a shortcut. You could you could sweeten it up right um, through the fire, and it'll also be sweet. So the Gemara says, I. Okay, so the Gemara said that, that we're borrowed Rabbi Yochanan's drasha from somewhere else. So the, that's the question. Where did Rabbi Yochanan get his far from? And um, so what was Rabbi Yochanan talking about? So the Gemara explains that it's on the Brisa that talks about bitter almonds. And the, the, this bitter almond species, when they're small, they're chayef. But when they're big, then they're potter, because then they're not edible. The... The sweet species of olive, when they're big, they're chayev. When they're small, they're not fully ripened, so then they're potter. And Rabbi Shem Yossi says, in the name of his father, Rabbi Yossi, that they're both potter. Others say they're both chayev. And Rabbi Loyal says that Rabbi Chinina said in Tzipori, like the opinion that says they're both potter. And even and if so, why is it? Uh, what's the pshat in the opinion that says that they're both chayev? That was where Rabbi Yochanan says that since it's roy the matkan or since it's able to be sweetened through the fire, so therefore, even though it's really, you'd say, that it, when it's bitter, it's not edible, the answer is no, you can sweeten it by cooking it, toasting it, and that'll bring out its sweetness, and then it'll be edible. So that's why it will be zevizah lechiyuv. Anyway, that's where Rabbi Yochanan said it, and we applied it to us. And that is as far as we got to yesterday. So we have a work cut out for us for today's stuff. Let me just put the